Amazon Goes Hollywood, all that and more on the Consumer Goods Edition of Industry Focus. Welcome to Show Fools. I'm Nathan Hamilton. Today we are talking consumer goods with Sean O'Reilly. Hi, everybody. So we're, we're talking a little bit about Amazon, this, Shake Shack, all, everything's happening this week. Yeah, and uh, the first item that we're going to talk about is Amazon's announcement from yesterday that they are going to start making feature films that will mm. actually be released in thousands of theaters nationwide and then get uploaded to Amazon Prime in uh, six to eight weeks after they're released in theaters. Really quick turnaround time. Uh, but this just confirms my theory that Jeff Bezos wants to be the next Steven Spielberg. Am I correct that in last week's show you did predict that Bezos would be a Hollywood bigwig? Yeah, or? that was his that was okay. his goal all along. Maybe we could make some money off that instead of investing in the stock. Yeah, yeah we. Uh, Boy, how would we open up a movie theater? I don't know. I guess anyway, so. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or be a content producer of some sort. Also good. Yep. Yeah. Like Woody Woody Allen. He got it. Yeah. Go perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, this actually comes on the heels of that announcement sure. that they're teaming up with the one and only Woody Allen to make a TV series on Amazon. Um, I don't know uh, if you're a Prime member or not, but I uh, hopped on over there because I unfortunately love the show Alpha House on there. And um, they are, they're letting people pick the next series that they kind of back. There's one about um, a Virginia family at the turn of the Civil War. There's one... Um, it was a British-themed Downton Abbey spinoff or something. But anyway, mm -hmm. so not only are they trying to get into feature films, but they're literally just pandering to, okay, what do you want to see? We'll make it, and then you'll love us. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what do you think? I mean, I mean, looking bigger picture, okay, Amazon's had some big wins. What was it? The, um, the Emmys. Won right. some Emmys there. Um, Woody Allen moving into now movie theaters and so forth. What does this mean for, I guess, competition as a whole? I mean, should Netflix be worried about it? I mean... What, what is it? I, don't, I think Netflix is probably going to fall in their suits someday. Um, now, make no mistake, this is not, uh, Michael Bay is not going to be making <laughs> things for Amazon. There will be no Transformers $150 million Transformer, Transformers 8. Yeah. The, the, oh, Optimus Prime and Amazon Prime. They could do kind of a, <laughs> a thing there. Um, but uh, these will be more indie type movies. They'll sure. have budgets of like 5 to $25 million. Um, I mean, a uh, episode we talked about last time of House of Cards cost $4 million. So these movies will not be, you know, Planet of the Apes, Transformers-type, big-budget Titanic things. They will be targeted. They'll be, they'll be lean and mean. But um, the big thing that pointed out to me was the, uh, the turnaround time. And I mentioned this before, sure. but they're going to release... They're, this will be in movie theaters. You'll see a little Amazon Studios logo, and then you'll go watch your movie at the AMC Theater up the road here. And um, you'll be also be able to watch the same movie eight weeks later on your Amazon Prime. And the immediate thing I thought of was this trend towards instant gratification. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Kevin Spacey... Saw in the theater and then on yeah, Prime streaming. Turn around like that. Mm -hmm. And it, I immediately made the connection between that and just this trend towards instant gratification with our phones and our TVs and the movies and everything. Mm -hmm. And... Um, uh, you know, Kevin Spacey was asked why he thought, you know, the House of Cards Netflix type models working so well, sure. just with, you know, being able to binge watch something, which I must confess I did. Yep. Uh, for our listeners that don't know, I watched both first seasons of House of Cards, so one and two, in about four and a half days. It, yeah. uh, it was rough. But anyway, <laughs> um, but he said that's what people want. They want to be able to watch what they want, when they want, for as long as they want. Yep. And these days of having to wait for your, uh, you know, all a lot of shows that are on uh, typical broadcast shows right now, 
Um, they had a winter-long hiatus. I couldn't watch my favorite shows for like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? Like, this, this is unacceptable. And now Amazon's going to start pushing movie studios to do the same thing. Um, do I think 20- So it's really, I mean, this affects movie studios, the theaters, cable providers, yeah. Netflix streamers. This I mean, is, it really hits on a lot of this different This is points. a modest shot at the bow of the movie studios to where sure. if people catch on and they start being like, well, I could go see it in theater. I mean, the, the instant gratification with movies is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to wonder, I don't know, movie theaters be here in 30 years? I do like the big screen in IMAX, but anyway. Here's one thing I hope. In the true Amazon fashion, I hope they go cheap with the movie tickets. Like $4 or something. Exactly. Undercut everybody We will else. pay you to come see our movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> Almost sometimes in Almost, Amazon's case. Yeah. So I guess moving on here um, to a completely different industry altogether. But equally as important to our lives. Yes. Yeah. In fact, you switched over to T-Mobile Yeah. Recently. So I don't like the name names, but here, fine. Uh, I was a Verizon Wireless customer, and I just switched over to T-Mobile. Partially, I told my wife, you know, my boss, super super tech savvy, he's like, T-Mobile's really up to their network. I read in Consumer Reports, did a little bit more research. They, you know, pointed out the T-Mobile's network and just the value is second only to Verizon and AT&T, and that's only because they're literally everywhere. So it's actually really important to be on Verizon or AT&T in, like, a rural area. Mm-hmm. But I live in the nation's capital. It does not affect me. So I made the switch. I got my own phone six. I love it. And uh, yeah, so I was actually really surprised to read this news that came out today. So you're not the only one that believes no. in the, uh, the value proposition of T-Mobile? No. And they're, I mean, you, you, you called it a couple of months ago. They're member, member acquisition. They just keep sniping people. It's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So Deutsche Telekom CEO came out and said. And the Deutsche Telekom is, of course, a two-thirds owner of yep. T-Mobile. Majority owner. They don't believe in T-Mobile, say as much as maybe you and I do. Yeah. So uh, revenues, how did we call? It? Oh yeah. Um, they're basically having to invest in order to get this network to the quality to where they can snag the Verizon and the AT&T customers. They're having to invest four or five billion dollars a year in this, you know, the 4G network and expanding that to everybody. Um, they had revenues of, forgive me, I uh, don't know it off the top of my head, but uh, revenues of around five billion dollars, and they lost like hundred million last yep. year. And Deutsche Telekom is essentially like, where's it? show me the money. Like, how long can we do this? Because competing with the market leaders of Verizon and AT&T, it takes a lot of money. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, we talk about T-Mobile a lot, it seems like. <clears throat> but you mentioned a couple billion dollars just to keep pace with AT&T right. and Verizon. Not only did they have to catch up, but now they got to keep pace yeah. with bigger companies with bigger balance sheets. Yeah, with strong free cash flow. I mean, yeah. if you look at it, T-Mobile spent, actually, you know, CapEx a few years back, it was around two to three million. Most recent, trailing 12 months, near four billion, maybe even north of that. And that's just to improve their network a little bit. They're kind of inching up as they go along to really get to that point where, you know, maybe you reach the scale of AT&T or Verizon. Right. That's a huge investment, and, and Deutsche Telekom doesn't think that it's sustainable. Well, of course, also now. begs the question, um, can the United States, between all the customers that are willing to pay the money that it takes to support these networks, is the United States able to support more than two more awesome than two. networks? Yep. Deutsche Telekom's wondering, maybe not, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but uh, I love what you had to say about the CEO of T-Mobile who thinks we, they can do it. Yep. It'll be, uh, I think we actually touched upon this in a, f- a few shows ago, but there are concerns. 
but also a lot of positives. So right. you know, we'll see how it plays out. Including my bill. Yep. <laughs> Deutsche Telekom has a good viewpoint from which to uh, gauge the market. but For we'll, we'll sure. See. Very good. So IPO news, not so much related to T-Mobile, but Shake Shack. Yeah. So um, uh, full disclosure, I have not enjoyed one of their burgers, but having read the uh, very long prospectus, I now want to. So lots of pictures of the burgers up front, so I definitely want to do that. But They are good. Um, I, will, I will say that. Oh, yeah. yep. You haven't taken me? <laughs> um, okay, so Shake Shack IPO. They priced this morning at anywhere from $14 to $16 a share. Obviously, we don't know where it'll open up. But the high end of that range values the company at $568 million. Now, that may seem like a lot of money, but it is, in the world of IPOs, obviously not that large. Um, you know, most IPOs we see are in, in the billions and everything. Um, but I was curious to see where the Shake Shack IPO fell in terms of, uh, you know, just valuations compared to the, the fast casual chains. And that's essentially what Shake Shack is. They're the high-end fast casual burgers. Like, what, was, what would you say a burger cost there? Um, well, mine was in, it was actually in New York at the original location. I can't recall, so they probably bumped up the price okay. quite a bit, but it's probably 10 to 15 bucks. Right, yeah. So you're obviously getting a higher quality burger than, say, McDonald's, but you're obviously paying for it. Yep. It, the value proposition is very similar to Chipotle, where, you know, locally sourced beef, all that good stuff. Um, so what about the actual, I mean, like, the valuation? Right. So um, they're going to be selling this thing for 5.4 times trailing revenues. Um, they obviously didn't have when the, IP, uh, uh, the prospectus was filed the results for the uh, fourth quarter. But for the nine months ending September 24th of last year, they had uh, revenues of just $79 million. If they annualize that, that comes to about $105 million. 5.4 times revenues, as I said before. But uh, what was weird to me was that is exactly what Chipotle Mexican Grill is trading for right now. That is in now. Chipotle territory. Literally exactly 5.4 times last year's revenues. And I'm mm. like, hmm. Seems kind of suspect. Are they growing their store counts? I, I don't follow Shake Shack. Yeah. So they have 52 stores currently. 22 are actually internationally. Uh, most of them, in fact, I think 18 or 20, somewhere in there, are in, actually in the Middle East. So they've obviously got like a Shake Shack at the... Um, the crazy mall in Dubai and all that. Anyway, so 52 stores worldwide. They're looking to open about 10 a year for the foreseeable future with the goal So how many existing, sorry? 52. 52. So 10 a year, so it's like 20%. Yep. This is not Chipotle-type growth, especially because like, Chipotle's revenues is growing at like 30 40% a year for five, 10 years. I mean, this is... Yeah, they've got the comps boost and the store unit boost. Right. Um, Shake Shack, in their perspective, said that they think Planet Earth can handle about 450 of their stores, <laughs> so eight times, I, I, 10 a year, you're, it's going to take a while to get there. And you know, Given the disappointment that investors saw with um, uh, Potbelly's IPO you know, a year, year and a half ago, I, I'm not super optimistic, although the burgers sound amazing. <laughs> so it's somewhat richly valued maybe for an IPO compared to yeah. a tech IPO, not so much, but in the fast food space on the higher end? Yes, very much so. They're priced like a Chipotle, and if they fall anywhere short of that growth, which I don't, if they open up 10 stores this year, their comparable store sales are going to have to go crazy mm. to be worth it. Appreciate it. I look to uh, look forward to seeing what you happens. Bet. Not only trying out another burger, but Shake Shack later this week. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. There's, wait, there's one in DC, isn't there? Yeah, I would hope. Yeah, let's there's go. one right in downtown. I think I know where we're going Friday. Market research. Perfect. <laughs> Market research. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, fools. Fool on.